Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Josh Griffin. Thank you, Annette. Well, today uh, I'm not actually recording with you because um, you couldn't make it today, but I'm really excited to be joined by Andrew. Now, Andrew Bannister is 29. He can correct me if he's recently turned 30, but uh, according to my notes, he's 29, and he's actually very, very recently been announced as the winner of the Masonic Care WA and Freemasons WA Community Service and Volunteering Award. So we had that awards night um, back in May, the end of May 2021, and just an absolute delight to have Andrew here with me because his story is really special and very inspirational, so it's incredibly fitting for today's podcast. Andrew was born with three rare brain malfunctions, and I'm going to throw to Andrew in a minute, and uh, his support person, his friend, Tabitha, who's joining us to uh, help us pronounce that, but the abbreviation is PVNH. But these malfunctions have not stopped him from achieving anything at all. He is a real go-getter. Inspired by the story of Ella, whose mother organised to light up the Perth Bell Tower in 2018 after Ella sadly died of PBNH. Andrew decided that he would organise to light up even more locations to bring awareness to the condition. Later on, awareness to all rare diseases. Last year, Andrew organised 35 landmarks in Australia and around the world to be illuminated for Rare Disease Day in February. He's already organised for 50 landmarks to be illuminated for Rare Disease Day this year in 2021. And I'm delighted to uh, welcome the this week's dose of inspiration. Andrew, how are you? Good. Thank you for um, getting me to come on the podcast. And thank you, Annette, too. Yeah, absolute pleasure, Andrew. It's great to be joined by you today. And uh, I was saying to you before we started recording, but just for everyone back at home, I still I think you have the best Zoom background I've ever seen. <laughs> And it's not a fake background, it's a real background, a very impressive library uh, bookshelf behind you. And yeah. you know, maybe you want to let the listeners know about that little kangaroo because that was a cool little story. Uh, um, the kangaroo behind me um, is from the 1982 Comrade Games. Um, my dad was a volunteer at the 92 Comrade Games in Bivben. And um, he was uh, a badminton volunteer and um, he, yeah, brought the kangaroo um, home with him. That's brilliant. uh, I like to think of myself as really good at sports trivia, but I didn't know. If you had to ask me where the 1982 Commonwealth Games were, I wouldn't have known. But now I do. Yeah. So, Andrew, as I mentioned in the bio and in, in introducing you, you know, some of the, the things that you have become known for in, in terms of especially this award was regarding lighting up those landmarks and things like that. But I wanted to go back and touch on um, the story of Ella, yeah. who, you know, was a fellow person who had PBNH. And maybe yeah. firstly you could let me know, you know how that happened, how you came across her story. And then maybe we can ask you as well and um, to elaborate on what that that rare disease actually is that you have. Um, I first founded um, 
PVNH um, on our Facebook group. Um, Lorraine, um, Lorraine um, is the founder and CEO and her AR mum. Um, she lives in Vancouver, in Canada, um, and every year on August the 7th, it is a World PVN Hate Day. Um, and this year is special because it is the 10th edition of World PVN Hate Day um, in four weeks. Um and yeah, um I have already organized from landmarks to be eat up like the big banana in New South Wales um and the bell tower um here in Perth and yeah from our buildings. Um yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that big banana, I think, would look pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and also the colours are pink and yellow for World uh, PVN Hate Day. And it is so cool because the big banana is yellow and it will go pink. <laughs> that look good. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, yeah, 10 years of, uh, of celebrating World yeah. PV and H Day and raising awareness. Um, and it sounds to me like something that is so important because before I heard your story, Andrew, I wasn't aware of it. I had no idea. Yeah, I found after 2019, um, I thought I had the idea or of organizing Yanmark for Red Disease Day. Um and because of her it is um like worldwide and famous now. Um yeah. Thank you, Elaine, for the yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. And so can I ask you, it might be a silly question, but how do you go about asking one of those landmarks to uh, to light up? Um, I write one email um, and at the first email of a um, couple of words, I say um, uh, red disease and I have my female mason mason. And then I will talk about where disease and how many people in the world. Um, and then I copy the same email, but I change some words like where the email going and um, what day um, and what it for and yeah. I copy and paste because uh, uh, one email take me hour to do. Um, yeah, yeah, all right, hundred word. It very time consuming. Um, sure. And copy and paste is very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's a helpful tool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you've already got 50 landmarks. And so even if we only talk about the successful ones, the one email, 50 hours of your time, and I can imagine you send out a lot more than that that don't come back. Yeah. A positive response. So it starts to give people an idea of just the time and efforts that you're putting in um, yeah. to this. And, you know, for such a a cause that, is not just local to you, obviously, as you were saying, you've got places in New South Wales, international. So, yeah, it's really impressive, Andrew. Um, it, it all started the Empire State Building in 2019 was the first landmark in the world to be hit up um, in New York. And then uh, me and another person in Italy um, organised from Alliance and now it over 450 worldwide. Um, yeah. Well, the Empire State Building is impressive, but I still think the big banana is uh, the bigger get. So well done on that one. Thank you. So, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit more about PVNH, what it actually means in, you know, in real terms for you? Um, PVNH is people who have PVNH have um, a lot of different issues, um, lung issues, um, and PVNH have... Um, many folds in the back of the brain um, and um, another cause of PV and hate is fevers. Um, people have fevers um, and tough wood, I haven't had any fevers in my life and also PV and hate is like one other of my um bowel mason mason p m uh, p m g um yeah yeah so was it something that you had you know diagnosed as a child or was it as you've gotten older um, there's been different diagnosis because i i know one thing you told me was that there has been some kind of uh I guess, progression there in terms of doctors yeah. understanding what's been happening? I was diagnosed when I was 17 by a neurologist in Melbourne at the Royal Children's Hospital. Um, he went over to Chicago um, to study um, because in at Chicago Uni, they have a big brain malformation um, organization in Chicago. And then he came back and worked um, in Melbourne. Um, yeah. So that was PVNH, that diagnosis when you were yeah. yeah. He he diagnosed me with Allah too as well um yeah and did you have to travel over to 
anywhere to, to go and, and see? Um, I um, did all my like blood tests here and my MRI here yeah. um, input. Had a needle with the input, yeah. and then he sent my referral to Dr. Rick Avente in Melbourne, um, and then a lot of yeah, hard work. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's one good thing about uh, the technology we have and how connected the world is. Yeah, I want to thank. Dr. Revente for your help and all your hard work and um, and also Kate Pope, the genetic counsellor who worked with Dr. Revente at Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. I understand one of the side effects of your condition is that you know balance can be quite hard and that you didn't walk for a long time when you were a child do you kind of have memories of of that or or do you remember what it was uh it was like as a kid trying to get around i um when my dad tells this story all the time to people (laughs) when when he goes to the one day when we were um went to the supermarket i was about five years old he said um to he was dancing still and he was not going to move um because i need to come to him not like he come to me um and yeah um and also um i don't remember a little bit when i was starting to walk only one memory um when i was little my first center i was um made up it was to bear drive a Volvo because <laughs> because um I was um fit was when I was very little um I was in the boot of my uncle Volvo but between two people my <laughs> Two people I know, um, and I was, we were driving along the coast in Perth, coming back from our fishing shop, um, and my, I said to bear drive a Volvo because back then I loved to bear, and because and also I love in a Volvo. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. I think it's a good story. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, that was my first thing, to, but it didn't make sense. 
Yeah. I think you're being too harsh. I mean, you like Pooh Bear. You were in the, the, the boot of the bomber. I think. <laughs> yeah. Great story, Andrew. Um, it, it was a station wagon, um, and all Volvos have feet in the boot behind the middle feet. Yeah. And yeah. Look, I, I did assume yeah. that it was all above board. You weren't just. Yeah. Not a not eagle. <laughs> Uh, that's great. No, well, that's that's incredible that you have that memory, and I suppose that helps, as you said, with your dad, you know, telling stories and things like that. Yeah, yeah I identify um, with that as a kid. A lot of my memories are just the stories that mum and dad have told me. Yeah, um, it, my family have been so supportive of me, and I, I couldn't be here where I am today without them. Uh, my mum, my dad, and my sister, Catherine, um, and my mum taught me to do um, not rave around at home, to do hard work, and I kept that in my heart all along. Um, when I go to work and I remember Fitting me with um, hard work, give good work, not like raving at home, watching TV. Um, yeah. Your mum sounds like a very wise person, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's fantastic that you had great family support. Was your sister older or younger than you? She's four years older. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, all my family does hard work. Um, yeah, my mum is a medical scientist. My dad works at a uni in Perth, um, Aidan Cowan. Um, and he, um, he does teething and, um, he is a scientist. My Mum and my dad are both scientists, and um, yeah, my sister is uh, work for the immigration department. She was a diplomat be- before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So you've got a diplomat, two scientists, and you've got yeah. an absolute go-getter who is a. Uh, building up connections around the world to raise awareness for PB and yeah. I think we need to start a Family Achiever Award. Yeah. <laughs> the Family is going to be the first nomination. So you had great family support growing up. And also, can you tell me about sport and the role that sports played for you um, as well? Um, sport being a big factor in my life um, because one thing it kept me healthy and out of um, all my disabilities um, with my female mouth and my thing, kept my brain healthy and active. And um, that also hard work, not like raving around, um, doing nothing, keep my um, yeah, brain active. And sport being also good, I met 
fomenigatefins and people in my life. Um, and yeah, I started for on a national level um, in 2009 after the Bathing Olympic, Paralympics, um, and I was inspired to them watching the TV and all the people, um, Paralympic people. Um, and um, that's how I got into sport. Um, and yeah, I've been always, uh, my dad also encouraged me to do sport and the family. Um, T ball, Minky, hockey. Um, when I was in Pimeco, um, then I did athletics and now cycling. Um, and yeah, and uh, I understand you've had some success in cycling, Andrew. Yeah, um, I um, I was in 2020 for a same payer cycling. National champions. That's awesome. And so you must have been cycling at a, a number of different events. Every year I go to Nationals in January. Um, I didn't go this year because, because on New Year's Eve this year, Melbourne had a lot. Down mm-hmm. and we coved our border for the Melbourne lockdown, and then 28 days after, um, I couldn't go to Nationals in February because the 28 days after um, Melbourne finished their lockdown. Certainly made things hard, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, then on the Monday, I was meant to go to Melbourne. We had a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, in February. Um, yeah. That was another downside of 2020. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is tough, but um, we just have to keep trying to be positive, don't we? Yeah. So, you know, we know that you've had some good success in cycling, but can I ask, Andrew, what's your favourite sport? My favourite sport is cycling. Um, oh, cycling, yeah. Oh, no. My favourite sport. I I had don't have one. I have about two. Um, hockey and cycling, like watching on TV. Um, because cycling I do it, and I love hockey and athletics. 
Yeah, because before cycling, I did athletic for eight years. You were spot on, Andrew, when you said earlier that uh, sport is brilliant for keeping, you know, your mind and your body active and for meeting people. It's such a great yeah. way to uh, be part of the community. Mm. And I've actually had a few that kind of topic or theme has come up a few times. Um, most recently, the episode with Brittany Ward, for anyone listening who loves sport, but mm. maybe not. You know, sometimes we say, oh, I'm a big sports fan and people assume we're talking about you know, competitive professional sports. But a lot of the time, I think the community level sport is so important for, for bringing people yeah. together. It's something to be celebrated. And also, um, the people are coming up like, um, and they can look to somebody who have won a big award, like the longer tenor people in Faiya can look up to a body um, mm, and true. all the Olympic people and Paralympic people in yeah. the world. Um, and, yeah. Did you say up the other night watching Ash? Foley Ash, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, um, no. I um yeah went to um bed. Um, I watched a little bit. Um yeah. I mean, you probably watched the first few games and thought, "Oh, she'll win this easily." I yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I knew a fear is good for sport. Um, and um, I want to mention Dave Wall the captain, our saying captain, um, he um, foundation is the Steve Wall foundation of where the Vive and he look after people who have where the Vive and he've kind of one of my people I look up to. Yeah. Because he looked after people who have a red um, and he found Dathan. Um, yeah. yeah. For anyone who doesn't know who Steve Waugh is, he's a Australian cricketing legend. And uh, as you said, Andrew, he was the captain of the Australian team um, for a long time. Yeah. And, yeah. And every year he does. A cycling event for people who have a rare disease all over, like Tasmania, Melbourne, Sydney, um, Kenya, and yeah. So, Andrew, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want to ask you to cast your mind back to the gala dinner presentation, the Seven News Young Achiever Awards, and what was your how did you find the event? Did you enjoy the event? And what was it like to be announced as the winner? It was humbling, honoured and amazing. Um, it was very inspiring to be in a room with like 300 
people and international people all around Dubai and Perth. We are all winners. Um, nobody is not a winner or everybody is a winner. And I speak to everybody in Australia who had a nomination or won award. Everybody is a winner. Um, and um, I aspire to so many people who won an award or been on this podcast before. When uh, they made that announcement and said, and the winner is Andrew Bannister, what, what raced through your mind at that point? Um, the first... I I won the People Toys Award for, and that was part of the night, of course. Yeah, that was the first award, um, and uh, it it was so incredible. About a second or two seconds, I was sitting in my chair. Yeah. Couldn't be either. Um, and thank you for everybody who nominated me, my family, my friends, and um, Rare Voices Australia who nominated me for people and volunteers. And I want to thank these two amazing ladies, Sarah and Nicole. Nicole, Mia is a CEO of Rare Voices Australia in Melbourne. And Sarah Kanata is the Kuma Case and Manva at um, Rare Voices Atea and she helped me um, with, like, I, I gave her emails um, and all the landmarks I did and, um, yeah, we go back and forth. Um, and yeah, thank you to the Nicole and Sarah. Andrew um cleaned up that night. So you got the People Choice Award, the Volunteer Award, and they also won the raffle as well. Oh, yeah. Their table won the wine, the prize of six bottles of wine or something. It was a good good night for the banisters, eh? A hundred percent. Yeah. But <laughs> But my grandma doesn't drink alcohol. She <laughs> gave it to my cousin. And all the people, my dad and my mum and my sister couldn't be either because they doesn't drink alcohol. <laughs> and my sister nom- um, put her name in the raffle. She uh, had no idea of as a joke, like yeah. as a prank. <laughs> oh, so who did she give it to? That's so funny. 
Yeah. So Andrew, I wish I was there at that event because uh, I actually spoke to Annette afterwards. She was there and uh, she said that it was, you know, and maybe for us we run them in each state and territory of Australia and maybe that was because it was the last one but Annette <laughs> said it was the best. But enough of the, this is the last one. Yes, we've uh, successfully done it, but she said that the WA event was really special. Yeah, I can't comment on that because i only been to one um, you're very yeah. humble dude Andrew. yeah and <laughs> and yeah thank you for everybody who nominated me and all the work um we're voices of for people who have read the in a tea. So yeah. before we wrap up, I do want to ask you a couple more questions. So, Andrew, uh, August 7th this year is World Rare Disease Day. Oh, so I forgot the date. Um, it is on Rare Disease Day is on the 28th of February every oh, year. Yeah. And every four years because... The 29th of where? Yeah, so what was that? You didn't, I thought you mentioned August recently, earlier on. That is World PVN Hate Day. World PVN, okay, so that's good to know. So World PVN Hate Day is uh, the 7th of August. Yeah. But you also um, celebrate World Rare Disease Day, the yeah. 28th of February. Yeah. Um, which encompasses. PVNH as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's really good because in, in some respects then you get to celebrate that and raise awareness on a wider scale but also on August 7th to to focus on PVNH Day. So is there anything that you're planning to uh, to do on, on August the 7th, the one that's coming up? Uh, I go to Yanmark um, and I cycle. I made a... Uh, PV and hate derby um three oh, nice. years ago. Um yeah. and I um yeah in the morning I go for about 50k wide. Um yeah, if the weather is good. Well if you were in Melbourne you probably have to worry a bit more but in Perth, I imagine it's a bit nicer. It, it thunder storming now. Yeah, we've we got Perth. some big storms oh, really? coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a rare time that Perth is thunderstorming. I look out my window and it's bright and sunny. So in Melbourne. But um, Andrew, that's great. And if people, you know, if they want to know a bit more about PVNH, you, you mentioned it was on Facebook. Is there a specific Facebook group or, or page they should follow? PVNH, yeah. com for e. Where do we in the world? We have Fimian people who have a where do we in the world and 7,000 where do we in the world. More, more better to go on to the where do we website. Three million? Yeah. That sounds like a lot of people. Next year, um, it is the 15th year of World Weather Eve Day. 
and I got big idea plan for that day. Um, big idea. No, that's brilliant. In 2020, um, before COVID hit, we're voices are and the federal government and um, launched the National Rare Disease Action Plan at Parliament House in Canberra. That sounds like it's big news for people with a rare disease. Yeah. Rare voices are Gothimotov, awareness and support care and support and research and data because all these things are very important to bring awareness to people who have awareness. Sure. So it sounds like Rare Voices would be quite good for people to follow in terms of on social media and yeah. just to get that you know, information and awareness sometimes. And I want one more thing i want to talk about your your oh um your orders yeah if it if the weather organization in europe mm-hmm. and that who started weather day 14 years ago and um and yeah and also in our the order nominated me for our award this year um for the lung red advocate of the year the award ceremony is in february be- okay. before red day next year and also, thank you for your div and where voices are who nominated me for the award. Well, Andrew, please uh, make sure when you get closer or after that ceremony, let us know how you went on the, uh, the Achievement Awards alumni group because we're very yeah. excited to, if, we, if there's a people's choice and we can vote for you, we'd love to do that. We'd love to get behind yeah. you and support you yeah. in that award too. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it was a great honour to hear. Yeah. You told us about Rare Voices' motto, but what's your motto? I got the um, motto. One, the top one is giving back to the community. Um, the second one is mind over matter never like work hard and the other one is every day matter because every day is a new day and um keep going forward don't look back they're pretty damn good mottos if you ask me and really beautiful stuff andrew but i think if we all take that advice on board, then I think we'll all be a lot happier. Yeah. Happier people. Um, and also everybody is the same 
Nobody different it through have a disability or a non disability, everybody is the same. Um, and everybody on is on the same table and nobody is yet behind. But on we're all humans, we're on the same earth living together. Yeah. I love it, Andrew. The last thing I wanted to leave with is uh, do you welcome people to follow your journey on social media? Yeah. Um, my, um, I, I only got one thing um, is my um, Instagram page. Yeah. Um, my Instagram page is AJ. Dream um A Dre for Dream B A Double N. That my Instagram account. Beautiful. And that's a, a public account, so anyone can jump on there and follow your journey. Yeah. Um A J B A N N underscore, yeah. as you said, for uh, Andrew Bannister. And I'm just following you now. You've got yeah. to be the uh, and, 21 volunteer young achiever award winner. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I um, forgot to say earlier, I want to thank these two amazing people who helped me in my life. Um, my two speaker followers who worked with me for 15 years. I couldn't be here where I am today without them and Dr. Dorevente to um, and all the people who helped me um, yeah. and also the fee board members here in Perth um, who are the board member for Rare Voice of the Year. Yeah, thank you. Well, Andrew, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today to, to tell me about um, World Rare Diseases Day and PBNH Day. Yeah. But, uh, absolute pleasure to meet you and uh, to hear your story a little bit more and can't yeah. wait to, to stay in touch and, and keep following uh, along your journey. Thank you for our award to you and um, all the hard work you all do for people um who coming up in the world um to be the next yeah of uh thank you thank you andrew i hope you enjoyed that interview if you liked it or any of our other episodes it would be great if you can rate and review the inspirational australians podcast it really helps us out if someone you know needs a little dose of inspiration why not let them know about this podcast And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. You can always head to our website at awardsaustralia.com slash podcast for more information and details on each guest. Now, before we go, I'd like to thank Annette, our producer. Here's a fun fact. Annette is my mum and our other host, Jeff, is my dad. This podcast is brought to you by Awards Australia a family-owned business that proudly uncovers the stories of people who make a difference for others. We can only do this with the support of our corporate and not-for-profit partners, 
as they make our awards programs possible. So do you know someone making a difference? If you'd like to recommend someone to be a guest on the podcast, get in touch through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians. Or maybe your business might like to sponsor the podcast or get involved with the awards we run. Head to our website, awardsaustralia.com for more details. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.